Hi, my name is Rhett Barden, and I'm the lead pastor of One Life Church, and I want to thank you for joining us today. At One Life Church, we exist to help you know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and make a difference. For more information on how you can be a part, please visit us online at olc.church. Enjoy the message. Hey everyone, welcome to Church at Home. My name is Rhett and I'm the lead pastor here at One Life and I just wanna take a moment and tell you, man, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Whether you're watching from the comfort of your own home with family or friends or over a barbecue in the backyard, man, thank you so much for taking some time to hang out with us today. Man, we're really excited because today we're in part three of a series we're calling The Signature of God. Now, before we jump into this message, though, I want to look in the camera and look into your eyes, One Life Church family and friends. I just want to tell you, man, I love you. I miss you. And I cannot wait to see you real soon. So I don't know if you've caught this, but over the past couple of weeks, we have been making the announcement that we will be gathering again for in-person gatherings. How exciting is this? For in-person gatherings starting on Sunday, June the 14th. That's right. On Sunday, June the 14th, we have been given permission by our mayor and the governor and the city of Nampa for us to resume our services at the Nampa Civic Center on that Sunday. And so I just want to take a moment and just tell you, thank you so much uh, for your participation in our online Are You Ready survey because it has helped us so much in knowing how we can best serve you and honestly the response has been overwhelmingly positive like every single one of you are so excited uh to get back and to be a part of our family gatherings and i just want you to understand one thing it's going to look just a little bit different than what we're used to in fact uh we were at the nam pacific center this past week and we were meeting with them and we love them so much and we're just kind of talking through the best flow of our service and what that's going to look like and the anticipation of that gathering and so what we've done is we've designed a flow and designed a service as far as the chairs and the seating to accommodate you and your entire family with the uh, in respect to the CDC guidelines of the six foot distancing and social distancing. So our our service going are our services going to look a little bit different? Yes, in regards to the distancing, yes, but in regards to the power and the presence of God and you feeling loved and honored and valued, let me tell you, it's going to be the same and we cannot wait to see you. Now listen, if you're not comfortable and you're watching this, it's okay. I don't want you to ever feel any kind of pressure to be a part of our in-person gatherings just yet. So when you're comfortable and when when you're ready at your own pace, man, our doors are always wide open. Our arms of, of love are reaching out to you and we are here you're not alone now we're still going to be offering our services via podcast um, that's right now we're not going to be doing the same format that we've all been used to online but we will be offering them via podcast and uh, so anyway just want to let you know we're so excited about that so if you haven't already marked your calendars go ahead and do so Sunday June the 14th that's also going to be an exciting day because that's the day that we're going to launch small groups come on wherever you are say small groups Come on, I can't hear you. Listen, church is more fun when you participate, even from home. Come on, say small groups. Small groups. What are small groups? They're an opportunity for you to meet life-giving people. Why? Because life change happens in life-giving relationships. Now listen, are we perfect? No, by no means. But I'm telling you, your life is better together when it's lived in life-giving relationships. And we are starting back 
our small group semester that Sunday. So get ready for that. So what does that mean? It means, hey, small group leaders, if you've led a small group, it's time to register your small groups. It's just going to be a short four-week semester. So I just want to encourage you, if you haven't already done so, go to olc.church, click the button that says small groups, register your small groups. And hey, if you haven't ever participated in small groups, want to know more about what it looks like, or maybe you're ready to lead a small group, can I just tell you this? I would encourage you to attend small group leadership training. Small group leadership training happens next Sunday, immediately following the service at 12 o'clock at the church office. Now, if you're not comfortable with coming to the church office, guess what? We will be offering small group leadership training via Zoom. All the information's right there on our website. Click the button for more details. And listen, one more date I need you to mark on your calendar. I'm so excited about this. I need you to mark Saturday, July the 11th. What is Saturday, July the 11th? Serve day, baby. That's right, serve day. What is serve day? It's an opportunity that we come together and all our small groups come together and serve our city, being the hands and feet of Jesus Christ and loving and serving our community in practical ways. So go ahead and mark your calendars for that. You'll be hearing more information about serve day as we get closer. All right, listen, I'm excited. We're in this series called The Signature of God. We're in part three of that. I cannot wait to bring you this message. But before we get into it, one more thing. We are a message note-taking church. So if you haven't already done so, click the button that says sermon notes or message notes right there on the website. Download those notes. Get ready to follow along as we jump into God's Word together. Are you ready? All right, here we go. So let's take a look at our theme verse that comes out of Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. It says, for we are God's masterpiece. Now listen, I love this word masterpiece because you know what it means? It means that you are uniquely handcrafted by God as a priceless work of art. Well, Pastor Rhett, I don't feel like a work of art. Well, guess what? I don't feel like a work of art all the time either. And can I just speak some life into you today? It doesn't matter how you feel about it. It doesn't change the fact and the truth is that God said it and you, my friend, are a masterpiece. And he has the ability to say it, by the way. Why? It's because he created us. But not only did he create us, look at the rest of the verse. He created us anew. I love this word anew. In other words, God's not in the business of picking up all our broken pieces, trying to glue us back together again and creating a new and improved version of ourselves. No, God's in the business of giving you and I, my friend, a blank page, a fresh start. Man, this is good news. A fresh canvas. And listen, just like an artist like Michelangelo or Vincent Van Gogh or even Picasso might be known for their signature brushstrokes on their canvas paintings, did you know that God can be known for the signature brushstrokes that he wants to paint on the canvas of your life? Well, here's the problem. See, the problem is many of us don't know what they are. And so today and throughout this entire series, the whole goal and my hope was is to help you see what God would do in your life if you would allow him to pick up the paintbrush and to begin to paint on the canvas of your life. And here's the thing. The only way that you'll ever be able to see this truth is in, look at this, Christ Jesus. Yeah, it's only in him and through him that we can see this truth that you and I, my friend, are created as a masterpiece to do what? To do the good things that he planned for us long ago. Hey, my friend, you are created by God, handcrafted as a priceless work of art, created on purpose for a purpose, and that purpose was to make a difference with your life. And listen, as artists creates, as an artist creates a painting, one brushstroke by one brushstroke at a time, God, if you'll allow him 
wants to paint on the canvas of your life one brush stroke by one brush stroke one day one moment and one step at a time and so in week one we discovered that god wants to paint on the canvas of every one of our lives his unique signature work of transformation yeah the gospel has changed the gospel means change it doesn't mean behavior modification no it means heart transformation and that's foundational to this entire series so if you missed week one can i encourage you to go back and listen to that and that led us into week two which was last week which was all about us experiencing another unique significant signature of god which is the power of god and that was so fun to to deliver that message but i want you to understand something the power of god produces in us something it's another signature work of god it's another brush stroke that god wants to paint on the canvas of your life and my life and that is one we're going to discover today and you ready for this i want everybody to say this out loud i want you to discover the signature mark and the signature brush stroke of god that is freedom that's right come on in your best mel gibson braveheart blue and white face paint say freedom freedom yeah listen all throughout the bible from genesis to revelation the men and women who encountered god they were marked by freedom they were marked by being set free by being taken out of slavery and being set free from captivity being healed in every area of their life and i want you to know that this is God's hope for you. This is our hope for you as a church, and this is my hope for you personally today, that you begin to take a step towards freedom. Listen, freedom is the beauty of Christianity, and it's what God wants for your life. Let's take a look at this. Look in Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. It is for freedom. Come on, everybody say freedom. Freedom. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Yeah, listen, if you've ever wanted to know God's agenda for your life, are you ready for this? It's freedom. Come on, this is a refrigerator verse. This is one that you circle, that you highlight, that you underline, that you star, that you asterisk, that you print off, you put on your mirror or on your refrigerator, or you write it on your hand. Listen, it is for freedom that Christ set us free. Listen, God loved you so much, he put an action plan in place to give you Jesus so that you could come into a relationship with God and experience freedom yeah god wants to set you free so when you think about freedom what is it that you think about i know for me when i think about freedom i think of the fourth of july baby i think of fireworks man i don't know about you maybe you're a student maybe you think about summer vacation <laughs> that's freedom or maybe as an adult you're thinking five o'clock on a friday can i get an amen <laughs> Or maybe it's financial freedom. Maybe it's uh, paying off a credit card or paying off a car. Like, I own that car, man. That's freedom. Or paying off a house. I don't know what that's like yet. So for those that do, man, God bless you, right? Or maybe it's, come on, for you parents out there, maybe it's dropping your kids off at the grandparents' house. Woo! Like, deuces, I'm out. And they're asking you, y'all coming back? Like, I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Right? There's something freeing about that. Or maybe for you, it's dropping your dogs off at the kennel. I mean, what is it that you think about when you think of the word freedom? Well, how about this? What about the sounds of freedom? Like, what is it when you hear this sound that you think about? That I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the man who died, who gave that right to me. And I'm glad 
Come on, somebody, Lee Greenwood. Come on, man. If you are proud to be an American right where you are, throw your hands together and give God some praise. Yeah. Thank you, Lee Greenwood, right? Now, of course, these are freedoms. But God wants us to experience a deeper freedom that go way beyond the physical. God wants us to experience a freedom in our spirit. God wants us to experience a freedom in our soul, and our mind, and our will, and our emotion. God wants to set us free from the things that have held us back for so long. And if you'll let him, if you'll let him, God will paint his signature brushstroke on the canvas of your life that is freedom. When it comes to freedom, if we're being honest, I believe that many of us have an idealistic view of it. I call them the fantasies of freedom. There's two fantasies of freedom that I want you to write down today if you're taking notes. And the first one is, we believe that freedom can be found by living with no boundaries. Yeah, living with no boundaries. It's this idea of I can do what I want to do, when I want to do it, how I want to do it, with who I want to do it with. It's this whole idea of Las Vegas living, isn't it? It's what happens in Vegas stays in... Come on, <laughs> y'all aren't that holy, all right? What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And by the way, why is it that we even know that phrase? It's not because it's true, no. It's because Vegas had a tourism problem in the late 90s. In fact, they weren't making money. Nobody was coming to Las Vegas. And so they decided to hire a marketing campaign or a marketing firm to create a marketing campaign to create an illusion or a fantasy that there's actually a place of freedom with no boundaries. And they thought if they could create this, that people would pay a price to come and be a part of that. And you know what? They were right. People have paid a price. They've paid a price in divorce. They've paid a, paid a price in debt. They've paid a price with mental and physical diseases. Shame upon shame, guilt upon guilt, depression upon depression that's led Las Vegas to be the suicide capital of America. Listen, my friend, there is no freedom without boundaries. What happens in Vegas, it doesn't stay in Vegas. Listen, this whole idea of living with no boundaries, it's a lie set by the enemy to try to steal, kill, and destroy your life. This whole idea that you can do what you want to do, how you want to do it, when you want to do it, with whoever you want to do it with, and not pay a price, it's a lie because there's always a price to pay for living without boundaries. And we can see this in Romans 6, 23. Take a look at this. It says, for the wages of sin, like this idea of living with no boundaries is death. And my friend, if that's you today, I want you to know it doesn't have to end that way. There is good news. There is hope. You can experience life. You can experience freedom. How? Look at the rest of the verse. By receiving the free gift of God, which is eternal life through who? Through Christ Jesus, our Lord. My friend, you can experience freedom today, but it's not going to come from the fantasy of living with no boundaries. But it's also not going to come from the fantasy, which is the second one. I, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. 
It's not going to come by thinking that you can live with your own boundaries either. Yeah, it's not going to come from thinking that you can live with your own boundaries. This is the idea of just deciding that you're going to justify the fact of, you know what, this is right, this is wrong, this is good, and this is bad. Now listen, I know that sounds logical, especially in 2020. Why? Because we like control, don't we? Come on, we're Americans. We like our freedom and we like our control. We want to define our design in the world in which we live. But there's a big problem with that. Are you ready for this? The problem is, my friend, you're not God. You're not God. You're not the architect nor the creator of the framework of freedom. And by the way, listen, we all do this, okay? None of us, like, I'm guilty of this too, okay? Like, what makes us think that we're good at being God? What makes us, as the creation, saying to the creator, you know what, I think I got a better way of doing this, God. I'm going to handle this. I'm in control of this. Thank you. Move aside. I've got this. I'm telling you, it's this kind of pride. It's this kind of thinking that will destroy your life. In fact, this is a very dangerous place to live. It's trying to live within the own boundaries that you create and that you define. In fact, Scripture even tells us that God opposes this kind of living. Look at this, James chapter 4, verse 6. God says, God opposes the proud. Do you know what the word oppose means? It literally means to resist. God resists. God refuses. God stands against those who think they've got a better way of doing things. Or in other words, who are in control of their own lives. Listen to me. Some of you aren't experiencing freedom because you're still calling the shots in your life. But I want you to know there's good news. You don't have to stand opposed by God. You can experience freedom. You can experience life. How? Listen to this. God gives grace. He gives grace. He gives unmerited favor. He gives freedom through Christ to those who humble themselves. Scripture tells us if you'll humble yourself before the Lord, God will lift you up. What does this mean? It means if you'll surrender control of your life, if you'll say, God, I want you to call the shots. Like if you'll surrender that kind of control to God, in which, by the way, can I just tell you, that is what salvation is. Listen, salvation isn't going to a church service. Those are good things. Salvation isn't even watching or listening to a podcast or watching a message online. No, no, no. Salvation is simply when you've made the decision to surrender control of your life to Christ. That is salvation. And it's in that moment where you'll begin to experience the power of this next verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. And this is the signature brushstroke of God that He wants to paint on the canvas of your life. How do I experience it? Look at this. It says, where the Spirit of the Lord is. In other words, where there is a person who has surrendered control of their life to Christ. Notice this. There is freedom. Real freedom isn't found within the fantasy of living with no boundaries, nor is it found in the fantasy of living with our own self-defined boundaries. No, real freedom is found when we begin to live in God's boundaries. Yeah, it's when we live in God's boundaries. My friend, real freedom is not the absence of boundaries. No, real freedom is found in the presence of the right boundaries.
Listen, having the right boundaries in our life doesn't restrict us. No, in fact, it does the opposite. Having the right boundaries release us. Let me give it to you. Let me, let me say it like this. Listen, a fish needs water in order to live. Listen, you take a fish out of water and guess what? Is it more free? No, it's more dead, isn't it? Watch Finding Nemo. Such biblical truth in that movie. Listen, no, a fish is designed to live its best life when it's within the framework of its design for freedom. What's its framework? It's an ocean. It's a lake. It's a river. It's a stream. A fish lives its best life. A fish is free when it's within its framework of its design. Listen, a train needs tracks. A fire, listen, a fire is beautiful and as life-giving as it can be, it needs containment. It needs a pit, doesn't it? Or, Or else it has the possibility of wreaking devastation. And listen, a baby, a baby needs a crib. Why? To keep it safe. Listen, God's framework isn't restrictive. No, God's framework is foundational for freedom. And that is exactly why David said in Psalm 16, check this out, Psalm 16, 6 through 9 and verse 11, he says, the boundary lines, like God's framework, oh, I love this, they have fallen for me in pleasant places. He says, hey, because I live within God's framework, uh, God's boundaries, he says, I have a delightful inheritance. And so I will praise the Lord, like I will give him my best. Why? Because it's within his framework that I experience life and that he counsels me. And even at night, my heart instructs me. And so David says, you know what? I'm just going to make the choice that I'm going to keep my eyes always on the Lord. In other words, I'm going to live within God's boundaries. I'm making the choice. Why? Because with him at my right hand, don't miss this. I will not be shaken. What is he saying? I will experience freedom with God at my right hand. And so therefore my heart is glad, my tongue rejoices, my body also will rest secure because God, you make known to me the path of life. While I'm experiencing this freedom, living within your boundaries, God, you will fill me with joy in your presence and with eternal pleasures at your right hand. So what is David saying? David is saying that because I've decided to live within the framework of freedom, in other words, because I've decided to live in God's boundaries, I'm beginning to experience God painting on the canvas of my life. I'm beginning to experience the brushstroke of freedom. And my friend, I want you to know for those who are watching and listening, God wants to paint on the canvas of your life today freedom. He has it available for you today. And I know you're asking the question, well, how do I experience this? Because let's be honest, some of you, you're dealing with shame upon shame, guilt upon guilt, depression, mental anxiety, worry, stress, fear. Some of you are dealing with a bondage of uh, of sin such as alcohol or drug addiction or some kind of sexual sin or maybe a secret sin that you've been hiding for so long that you just can't seem to get free from. And I want you to know that there is hope for you today. His name is Jesus, but he's also given us some practical tools that we find throughout scripture that help empower us to live this out, to allow God to paint on the brushstroke, on the canvas of our life, the brushstroke of freedom. And that's what I want to do today. As I close, I'm going to give you four 
frameworks of freedom, four brushstrokes, they're not an exhaustive list, okay? But four brushstrokes of freedom. And the first one is, I don't want you to miss this, write this down, is that you need to admit your need and ask God for help. The very first thing you need to do is you need to admit your need and ask God for help. Now let's be honest, this is the first thing that we should do, right? But it's typically the last thing that we do. In fact, many of us try to deal with our own issues on our own, apart from God or even apart from people. And we think just one day we're going to wake up on the other side of the issue and have enough willpower to change on our own. And so we think just by suppressing the emotion and suppressing the guilt, suppressing the shame, suppressing that addiction that, you know, at some point we're just going to get better. But can I just tell you the honest truth? The truth is by suppressing your emotions, you're not going to get better you're actually going to get worse. In fact, there was actually a study that was done by the Harvard School of Public Health that said that if you suppress your emotions, you're actually increasing your risk of heart disease and even some forms of cancer. And this is why David said in Scripture out of Psalm 32, 3-5 that I want to encourage you to do today. He said, listen, when I kept it all inside, like when I tried to handle my issues on my own and suppress them and I would not admit my need and ask God for help, look at what he says. He says, my bones, they turned to powder. My words became day-long groans. The pressure never let up. And for some of you, you're like, man, this is the story of my life. David said, listen, all the juices of my life dried up. In other words, whatever life I thought I had to keep me going, like it's all gone. Like I'm at the point of giving up. And that's some of you today. But my friend, I don't want you to stop there. Look at the rest of the verse. Look at the power of what happens when you admit your need and ask God for help. He says, but then I let it all out. I admitted, God, I need your help. I need you. And look, he said, I'll make a clean breast of my failures to God. And then notice the incredible miracle that took place. Look at this. He says, and suddenly the pressure, the chaos, the guilt, the shame, the fear, the anxiety, the worry, the things that have held me bound, suddenly it was gone. And I began to experience freedom. Now listen. When it comes to experiencing freedom, the first framework is we've got to admit our need and ask God for help. But the second framework for us to experience God's freedom is that we have got to stop doing life alone and connect in life-giving community. Listen, we have got to stop doing life alone and we've got to connect, not just in any community, but we have got to learn to connect in life-giving community. Listen, I need community. You need community. All God's children need community. Everybody needs life-giving community. Why? Because life change happens in life-giving relationships. In fact, this is such a big deal to God. The very first thing in scripture that God said, you know what? Mm, this is not good. What's the fact that we needed community? Look at this. Genesis chapter 2 verse 18. It says, and the Lord God said, you know, it is not good for man to do life alone. 
So I'm just telling you, the framework of freedom, if you want to experience freedom in your life, you can't do life alone. Listen, you can't do life alone. Stop doing life alone and let's get connected together in life giving community. In fact, the Bible says to make this a common practice. Look at this, James chapter 5, verse 16 through 18. It says, make this your common practice. Like what? Make what our common practice? Connecting in community and having a safe place where you can get real with people, be honest with people, and talk to people about really what's going on. Look at this. He says, confess your sins to each other. And not just to anybody, okay, but to somebody, somebody who has your back, somebody who's in your corner, somebody who will stand in agreement and pray God's word over your life and say, hey man, listen, I'm not judging you. I'm on your side. I get it. I've made some mistakes too. But let me tell you how you can experience freedom is simply by acknowledging, admitting you need, have a need, ask God for help, but then invite other people along. Why? Because look at this. It says, so that you can live together whole and healed whole and healed together experience so you my friend can experience freedom and see the unfortunate thing is many of you aren't experiencing freedom and it's because you're doing life alone and so you might say well pastor red it's because you know you don't understand i've been hurt by some people and i would say listen i get it you know if you were to sit there and tell me your story i would go i would totally say you know what you're right they did hurt you but can I tell you, my friend, join the club. I've had people hurt me. I've had people say things, do things behind my back. I mean, I get it. Hurt people hurt people. But listen, can I just tell you, I've eaten at a lot of bad restaurants in my life. In fact, you know what happens when I eat at a bad restaurant? I don't stop eating. <laughs> I actually just go out and find a better one. I go out and find a life-giving one. One where I'll experience incredible service and incredible food. Man, I'm talking about a life-giving experience, none other than, come on, somebody. Texas Roadhouse, man, I'm telling you, come on, some of this honey butter rolls, man, with some of that cinnamon butter with a loaded baked potato, oh my goodness, with bacon bits and sour cream and butter just oozing out the whole thing with a eight ounce Dallas filet steak. Come on, somebody, let's just go ahead and, hey, amen, let's go eat, you know what I'm saying? Listen, why am I saying this? Listen, just because I have a bad experience at a restaurant doesn't keep me from eating. I just find another restaurant. Just because you've been hurt by people doesn't mean that all people are going to hurt you. My friend, you need life-giving relationships. God says, hey, listen, don't give up meeting together. Just because you've been hurt, don't stop. In fact, look, Hebrews 10, 23, he says, listen, you got to think of ways. In other words, you've got to initiate. You've got to go out and find ways to motivate one another towards acts of love and good works. And don't neglect meeting together. Don't stop just because you've been hurt. No, get together, find some people who are life-giving and encourage one another especially now that the day of his returning is drawing near. Listen, small groups are kicking off Sunday, June the 14th, and I want to encourage you. If you have not joined a small group, can I encourage you? 
if you want to experience freedom, to take that next step and get in a small group. Small group leaders, you know how valuable it is to lead a small group. I'm encouraging you, register your groups. Let's continue to create environments. Let's not neglect, let's not give up meeting together, but let's encourage one another, motivate one another, and create life-giving experiences. Why? So that people can be whole and healed and experience freedom experience freedom. Listen, I'm just trying to give you the framework of freedom today. You can experience freedom when you stop doing life alone and you connect in community. And here's the third framework that I want to give you today when it comes to experiencing the brushstroke of God that is freedom, that He wants to paint on the canvas of your life. This is what you need to do. And that is you need to accept God's Word and apply it to your life. Yeah, you need to accept God's Word and apply it to your life. Now notice I didn't just say read God's Word. Now reading God's Word is important and I want you to do that. And that is how you foundationally accept His Word as truth. But did you know you can read God's Word and not accept it as truth? Yeah. And so what I want you to do is I want you to come to a place where you have faith to accept it as God's Word and apply it to your life. Why? It's because of a principle that's found right here in James chapter 1, verse 22 through 25. Look at this. It says, Whoever makes the choice and looks intently into the perfect law or the word of God, that is, oh, here's the word again. Everybody say this word out loud. That is freedom and continues in it. Like if you'll accept God's word, not forgetting what you've heard, but if you'll actually do it, like if you'll actually apply it in your life. My goodness, you guys, don't miss this. Look at the promise of God. You ready? It says they will be, not maybe, not might, no, no. They will be blessed in all that they do. My friend, you will be blessed. You will experience freedom in your life when you accept God's word as truth and you begin to apply it in your life. Why? Why is it? Why does this even happen? You ready for this? It's because Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 31 through 32. Look at this. Jesus said, Hey guys, if you'll hold to my teaching, like if you'll accept it as truth and apply it in your life, God says, You're really my disciples. And then you will know. Know what, Jesus? Then you will know the truth. And look at what knowing the truth does. And the truth will set you free. My friend, I want to encourage you, by faith, accept God's word as truth and apply it to your life because it's then and only then when you're going to begin to experience the brushstroke of God painting on the canvas of your life, freedom. When it comes to experiencing the brushstroke of God that is freedom, I want you to understand it is important that you admit your need and that you ask God for help. It's important that you don't do life alone and that you do connect in life-giving community. And it's important that you accept God's word as truth and you apply it to your life. But my friend, listen to me. If you only hear one thing today, please hear this. The most important decision that you can make to truly experience freedom is number four, it's choose Christ. It's choose Jesus Christ. Why? It's because of 2 Corinthians 3.17. We read it earlier. I'm going to read it again. For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. In other words, where there is someone 
who's chosen to live their life with Jesus Christ as their Lord and say, God, I give you complete control. I'm going to allow you to call the shots. It's there and only there that we can truly experience and find freedom. Listen, my friend, John 14, 6 tells us, Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and no one comes to the Father except through me. What is Jesus saying? Listen, the only way to experience life and experience life to the fullest is to come into a relationship with God. But the only way you can come into a relationship with God and experience this freedom that God wants to paint on the canvas of your life, it only comes through Jesus. And that's why this is your last blank. And I want you to fill this in and then we'll pray. That is why real freedom is only found in Christ Jesus. Real freedom is only found in Christ Jesus. Will you bow your head and will you close your eyes? Now listen, I recognize that some of you are watching and listening today and you're like, Red, I'm experiencing freedom. Like I'm living within the framework of God's boundaries and it's amazing, but there's others of you who are watching and listening today that that's not the case and you're hurting, you're broken. You're dealing with guilt and shame and depression and mental anxiety and stress and fear and all of these things that come from either trying to live your life without any boundaries or even trying to live your life with yourself to find boundaries of what you thought was good or what you thought was bad. And I want you to understand today that you are only one step, one moment, one simple prayer away from beginning to experiencing true freedom, the freedom of life, the freedom that is freedom. It's the freedom that Christ came to give you. And it's a free gift, man. You can't earn it. You can't do enough good. You, you can't, it's not about going to a church service. It's not even about watching, you know, a message online. No, I mean, all those things are good things, but no, the only true way to experience real freedom in your mind in your will, and in your emotions, in every area of your life. The only way is through Christ. It's accepting Him as your Lord and Savior. It's saying, you know what? I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. I've tried everything on my own and nothing has worked. It's getting to the place where you're like, God, I just, I give you control of my life. I'm going to allow you to call the shots. Some of you, you've never done that, and today is your day. Now is the time. For some of you, you've done that, and you've experienced freedom, but you've walked away from it, and you've taken control back of some areas of your life. And today is the day where you're like, God, I give it back. I'm giving you control again. I want to experience freedom again. And I want you to know, listen, there is no condemnation through Christ Jesus. No, He loves you. In fact, John 3, 16 tells us, For God so loved the world that He gave. What did He give? He gave His best. He gave His all. He gave His one and only Son, Jesus Christ, to pay the ultimate sacrifice with His life, with His blood, to set you free, to save you, to redeem you, to heal you from every hurt, every pain, either caused by a person or something that maybe you've even done yourself. Jesus Christ came to love you, to save you, and to rescue you. It's a free gift. 
There's nothing you can do to earn it. You just simply receive it. And I would be, it would be my highest honor today to lead you in that prayer. If that's you, whoever you are, wherever you are, could I encourage you today to say this simple prayer? Because Romans 10.9 tells us that if you just simply confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so pray a prayer like this. It's not about the words. It's just about a heart that connects with God. Say, Jesus, forgive me. Come live inside of me. Change me. You make me new. God, today, I relinquish control of my life. And I allow you to be Lord of my life. God, I believe that you send Jesus to die on the cross to pay for my sin. And that you raised him from the dead. And I confess you, God, and Jesus as my Lord today. And I give you my everything because you gave me your everything. I put my hope, I put my trust in you. Now pray this right now and say, Holy Spirit, I welcome you into my life. I welcome the power of God to bring me freedom through Christ. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Hey, if you said that prayer today, congratulations and welcome home. Man, that is the greatest decision of your entire life and we could not be more excited for you. Listen, would you do us a favor? If you're our guest today or maybe you made that decision, would you take some time to fill out our online connection card? Just click the button that says connection card. And listen, we have a hassle-free guarantee here at One Life and that simply means that we're not going to call you and that we're not going to show up at your house. If you're our guest, we want to send you one email that says thank you for being our guest today. And if you made a decision today we want to send you one email saying congratulations but also give you some simple next steps in your relationship with God all right listen I want to remind you of a couple things before we close and that is discover what is discover discover is an opportunity for you to discover your purpose it's simply a next step and we believe that a part of discovering your purpose begins with seeing what it looks like to be connected to a local life-giving church. And so if you want to know more about what it would look like for your life to thrive and to be fulfilled by being connected to a local life-giving church, Discover is your opportunity here at One Life. And you can do that online from the comfort of your own home. Just go to olc.church and click on the image that says Discover, and that information is there available for you today. Also, hey, listen, don't forget, small group leadership training is next Sunday at the church office. For more information, go to olc.church and click on the link that says small groups. Listen, life change happens in life giving relationships. And by the way, we are again making that available via Zoom, but we need to know that you want to attend in order to get you the information. So go to the website, click on the link for small groups. There's more information there on what that looks like. 
All right, you guys. Hey, listen, I want to thank you for your incredible generosity. Man, listen, you are going in places because of your giving that you might not physically be able to be right now, but you're there because of your giving. And I want to say thank you for that. Listen, if you've come prepared to give, this is now your time that you can begin to worship the Lord with your giving. There's three ways to give. And listen, if you are our guest today, please hear my heart. There is never any obligation for you to give here at One Life. Listen, this service is our gift to you. We exist to serve you, to honor you, and to add value to your life. So please feel no pressure or obligation. But this is a time for us as believers in Christ that we honor God and we worship Him with our giving because God says there is a commanded blessing on our life when we worship Him in this way. So church, I want to thank you for your incredible generosity as we give to the Lord right now. I want to pray a prayer of blessing over you before we dismiss. God, I thank you for my church family. I love them so much. I can't wait to see them soon on Sunday, June the 14th. But God, I am praying blessing over them today. I'm praying, Father God, for the peace that passes all understanding to continue to guard their heart and their mind. God, surround them with favor. God, cause your face to shine upon them and their family in every area of their life. And God, I'm believing by the power of God and through Christ that they begin to experience freedom, God, in every area. I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. It's in His name I pray, in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen. Hey, One Life, I love you, and I cannot wait to see you soon on Sunday, June the 14th. But before then, man, we'll see you right here next week at olc.church for church at home. I love you. God bless, and we'll see you soon.